Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture and China and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. It's time for Radio Royalty with James Golden and America's Princess of Policy, Princess Di. Ah, yes, ladies and gentlemen, I know so many of you are looking forward to hearing that beautiful voice, that beautiful laughter from our beautiful highness, her royaltiness, our very own princess of policy, Princess Di. Your highness, welcome. How are you this morning? I am so happy to hear your voice, as always, Sir James. You know, I just played that sound clip. I got to ask you, I just played this sound clip from that girl, poor girl. She's... You know, struggling with her uncle. Oh, I just went out with this guy on a date, and he, he made me pay for it. Did that ever happen to you when you were dating, when you were younger? Some guy makes you pay for the bill? No, no there were a lot of Dutch going Dutch treats, you know, where everybody paid for their own thing. But uh, nobody, you know, sort of stuck you with the bill. It sounded to me like she was setting him up, frankly. He was completely spontaneous and real. She was just saying that to get a reaction so that she could put it on TikTok. That's my theory. Oh, okay. Yeah, well, I, I thought it was amusing. I mean, I don't even, I, I this whole going Dutch thing, I never liked that either. If I'm going out with a gal or back in the day, if I was going to go, I paid for it, and, and I, I didn't want to hear it. Now, sometimes you get women, you know, the feminist types now who demand that they have to pay for something. That's just troublesome, you know. I uh, mean, back in the day, men paid, and there was no argument about it. The man pays. <laughs> well, see, this is the dilemma that we face nowadays. Can you imagine? You don't even know, is it a man? Is it a woman? Can you say? <laughs> <laughs> the challenges are on a whole different level now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Okay, I got to ask you this, because I wanted to cover this story yesterday. We wouldn't have time. Okay, so Tim Scott writes an op-ed. It's going to go in the New York Times. Right, he submits it to the New York Times. The New York Times turns around and asks Chuck Schumer for permission <laughs> to run it. Are they? What? Why does this surprise you? I, you know, the thing is, I've got a different reaction than you do. First of all, it's ridiculous but expected that the Democrat Party is running the New York Times. We know this. They are in bed with each other. The 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 worst story is the Alex Berenson story. I I mentioned to you the other day, he is a, an expert, science expert, and a New York Times writer. And on Twitter over the years, he was skeptical of a lot of the claims that were being made on the COVID vaccine, and he would write about it from a scientific perspective. And he has sued Twitter because they kicked him off and has discovered the papers, the memos, where the White House was explicitly demanding that Twitter kick him off the platform. Now, that is a First Amendment violation. The New York Times can do whatever it wants 
if they want to ask Chuck Schumer, they are a, a, a newspaper and they can ask whoever they want. However, the government, the White House, cannot tell a, a platform that what they ha- can do. Then it is a, a First Amendment violation. And this is really interesting. And Berenson had sued Twitter and settled, but got this information as part of the discovery process and now is going to sue Biden. So that is one to watch. I think that is is way more important. Where was the story? Well, I've been able to ferret it out because I followed Berenson on Twitter and I've been interested in what happened. And he put it on a substack. The actual receipts, the evidence, the memos of the White House saying to Twitter, get this guy off your platform. In, in absolutely no uncertain terms, it's not a, oh, we would like or whatever. They demanded, and Twitter did get him off the platform. And so all of this information is coming out, and it's a very important First Amendment case going forward. Diana, Alex I hate Berenson. to ask you to do this. I want you to one more time so that people really get this and they know where to go find this story. I want you to go through this story from the beginning one more time. Names and what happened. Okay, now I'll give you the address to go to first, alexberenson.substack.com. That's A-L-E-X-B-E-R-E-N-S-O-N.substack.com. And he explains and has images of the memos from the White House. And the, the title is, The White House Privately Demanded Twitter Ban Me Months Before the Company Did So. Federal officials targeted me specifically when they met with Twitter in April 2021. So that is the basic outline. This, and they, and they targeted York- him because they did not like, he was a doctor, and they did not like what he was saying about COVID. It was the day after the day after Biden announced, and you remember this, he said that social media platforms are killing people because of misinformation. The next day, Twitter banned Alex Berenson, who was very influential in being skeptical about what the government was saying about the vaccines. And so the, the initial ask from the Biden administration was months before and pressured, pressured, pressured. And finally, when Biden said that aloud, accusing social media of killing people, that's when Twitter acted and got um, bounced Berenson off of their platform. And Berenson sued and settled, but in the meantime, got discovery, got documentation and he's now going to sue the Biden administration because he has the receipts. He has the evidence that the Biden administration specifically demanded that he get bounced off Twitter. And Twitter then re- re- responded to the pressure. This is chilling. These people yeah. always talk about things that chill the First Amendment rights. Here's a case that should be chilling to everybody. It's awful. But they've been caught, which is, you know, a wonderful thing if it is if the right thing happens, which is they back down and they are then their fingers are burned and they stop doing this because, you know, this is not a one off. Okay, now switching gears, your friend and mine, Max Boot, 
not, um, is saying that you and I, Diane, and others like us, went crazy over the Trump search, and now we all look like idiots because of what was found at Mar-a-Lago. Do you look like an idiot? Do I look like an idiot? What has happened that these people are now gloating? And by the way, Geraldo, the Grim Reaper, is also out here saying that uh, that he's beside himself, all the hatred and vitriol that is being directed by, I guess, people like me on, against the beautiful, wonderful, magnificent FBI. <laughs> Yes, well, I told you yesterday that they were really stunned at the reaction uh, from not only just us, but there were a lot of Democrats who were really concerned about this entire raid. And I don't think that there's any reason for apology on our side, because once you see the warrant, the, there's an element in there that you, you and I need to really focus on. Okay. The evidence that this was a fishing expedition was part of the warrant. The property to be seized includes, get this, any government and or presidential records created between January 20th, 2017 and January 20th, 2021. This is the entire Trump presidency. And they had the right to go in there, according to the warrant, and I say right in quotation marks, to seize any record, any record. This tells you they were not just looking for secure nuclear and all of the things that they have uh, put out there as a cover story. They are looking for anything they can use to to get Trump. And that has been their mission from 2015 on. And one of the theories that I have read, in, and this is on um, Conservative Treehouse Sundance, is that they were specifically after the binder he declassified, Trump declassified on the last day, which had to do with Crossfire Hurricane. He, I've heard that too. Men- I've heard that too. Yes. That this is all about covering their tracks on their coup their attempted coup of his presidency. They want to make sure that that stuff never gets to the light of day. And they were concerned that he had the goods on them. Paul Sperry, investigative reporter, announced that he got evidence. He said that the agents and officials involved in the raid or the work in the counterintelligence division of the FBI, it's the same division that investigated Trump in the Russiagate hoax, And it is the same division that is right now under active criminal investigation by special counsel John Durham uh, for the Russia fraud. So a lot of this is self-dealing. They are, plus, as you know, Trump has this RICO suit against Hillary Clinton. And that is what she is is hoping that if if he doesn't have that binder that he basically declassified and retained, then he cannot go forward with this lawsuit against her because that's what it's about. So there's a lot of self-protection going on. That sounds very plausible. And the fact that this was in the warrant tells me that that is correct. So there's no apology here. This whole thing is 100% to try and protect themselves from Trump winning the reelection and basically being able to get the goods on them. And by the way, Paul Sperry was banned from Twitter. The day that all this stuff broke, they banned Paul Sperry from Twitter. 
Exactly. I'm sure it was demanded by the White House as well. This is just insidious, what's going on here. And one of the things that um, I read concerning what you just brought up, that this is so broad, this means that even if he wrote something on the back of a napkin, that they could go in and seize it, anything that he wrote or whatever. What they're saying is that this president is the first president in American history that doesn't have the right to retain some of his own papers. And because every president has the right, this is how they, they fill their presidential libraries. They get to take things with them. This is not unusual. Nothing happened here that's unusual compared to to past presidents. They retain some of their own records. This is making it look like it's criminal for Donald Trump to have retained anything. Yes, and they do. They have been trying to criminalize Donald Trump from the get-go. And on social media, the entire left has has connected the dots, quote-unquote, and made the jump. They are now basically saying, well, Trump is obviously selling nuclear secrets to our enemies. This is the conclusion that is being spread out there. From the left. So be prepared. That's going to be what they decide this means, quote unquote. That's their narrative, quote unquote. So, you know, the the Republicans, I think the official Republican Party needs to have a response. And of course, we're all waiting for that. A few have individually put out announcements on Twitter. But there's really, I don't think, a a some kind of vocal, coordinated response politically as as a party. Well, you already see the factions. There are a group of Republicans, some of them on the Intelligence Committee, that are already scared, and they're putting their tails between their legs. And they're saying, oh, those people talking about the FBI, that's not us. That's not us. We're good Republicans. We don't talk about the FBI. These people are gutless spineless wonders. And there there are some Republicans, just so you folks know, that are already trying to back down and and, and get around trying to support pre- your former President Trump on this. Yes, and I sent you that article from Politico from this week. Meet the GOP's future king of Biden investigations, this guy named James Comer, who's going to be the head of the House Oversight Committee next year if the Republicans take back the House. And this is a puff piece that you would not believe how wonderful he is. He reaches across the aisle. He's not going to go along with the crazies. It is a 100. And this is before the story broke. It was like red flag after red flag for our our side that he is afraid he wants to be loved by the Washington media. And this is a guy that is supposedly going to be our champion in Congress. So that needs to be the pressure needs to be put on from the voters that we're not going to stand for any namby pamby reach across the aisle. We want the truth. One last thing is Judge Reinhardt. So we learned today that this Judge Reinhardt had recused himself from a case regarding Hillary. Yes, the one I was talking about. Right. This is the RICO one. He had recused himself from that that suit that that Trump has lodged, and he recused himself after they uh, responded that the statute of limitations had run out on it, and he and Trump responded explaining why it hadn't. 
because he responded when he got the IG report in 2019. So the statute of limitations did not run out. So that is, I just wanted to mention, that is the time that the judge recused himself after, after it looked like Trump had a good argument and would allow the um, lawsuit to continue to proceed. That's when this guy decided to turn tail and get on board the other investigation. Well, there's all sorts of questions that this judge, Reinhardt, needs to be asked. Of course, we will see whether he will be asked or not. Uh, Princess Di, thank you as always. So informative. We look forward to speaking with you every single week. Always something new. Always clear analysis. Thank you so much. Thank you, Sir James. Always wonderful to speak to you. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.